0: Hey, guys. It's Eric. And it's
3: Brittany. And before we start today's show, we want to tell you about something new from
2: For Color Nerds. So we started the show a couple years ago in 2014 as a way to remain close as friends. Uh, But since then, it's kind of turned into this whole other thing as a result of all the support and love we have received from you guys, our listeners.
3: Yes, we're so thankful for that support. And we're really proud of what we've done with the show. And we absolutely love making it. But to be honest, it takes a lot of time. Yeah a lot of energy, Mm -hmm. and a lot of resources, Mm. money, Money. to put it out. (laughs) We want the show to continue to get better, and we also want to release it more regularly. We hear you. Trust me, we hear you.
2: Trust trust me, we hear you.
3: But in order to do that, we need your help.
2: Yeah, so we have decided to launch a Patreon campaign. So Patreon is a website where uh, we can set up a monthly contribution that will allow you guys to help support our show.
3: By giving to us on Patreon, you'll allow us to bring on a part-time staff member to help produce and promote the show. That way, you'll get the best For Colored Nerds experience possible. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of editing. There's yes. just a whole bunch of things that go into producing the show each week. And we want to make sure we do that work. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we really want to bring in somebody to kind of help make sure that everything gets
2: done. In exchange for you guys helping us out, uh, we can offer you some exclusive perks, such as uh, content that you can't get anywhere else, um, and even deals on our merchandise, yes. our forthcoming merchandise, <laughs> which you will find out more about very soon. Uh, yeah, and yeah, if you want to help us out, you can give at patreon.com slash for Colored Nerds.
3: Every dollar really goes a long way. Again, that's Patreon.com slash For Nerds.
2: So if you want to help us make For Colored Nerds bigger and blacker than ever, we'll be just really grateful for your support. So help us out.
3: Thanks a lot. Peace. And here's the show. Testing, testing, testing. Why can't I hear anything? Oh, yeah, I'm coming through. I'm Eric and I'm Brittany and we are for color nerds the conversations that black people have
2: when white people are not in the room
3: but we record them
2: and we put them on the internet
3: how's it going Brittany uh
2: it's going pretty good I'm a little tired but uh you know ultimately I'm an adult with bills to pay so (laughs) yeah (laughs) I don't know if there's any way out of that
3: I mean I haven't found a way
2: (laughs) yeah I don't know sometimes I'll be like I'm so tired and I'm like bitch you any kids i'd be like you don't have any kids i don't live with my partner we don't even work on the same schedule i essentially am a completely single unattached childless woman like 80 to 85 percent of the time during the week yeah and somehow i'm still like run down so i'm trying to fix that i mean that's what's going on with me right now everybody's
3: struggle is their struggle you know what i'm saying like you know that's, that's fair you could be run down
2: yeah. You could be tired. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to make it like a permanent thing because that, that's the thing I tell myself is I'm like, you don't even have any kids yet. Like, save, yeah. save that. Well, I don't want to be like you so soon. <laughs> Speaking of <Thanks>. rundown. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, my eye, as
3: I as I've been mentioning to you throughout the week, my eye has been like I've been so tired uh, and a little stressed, but like my eye has been twitching, it's stress, like the whole week. That's it's like mad weird. Stress. It means you're stressed. But other than that, I'm, you know, I'm straight, I'm pushing
2: through, getting to this money. You know what I want to mention, just shout out real quick, you know, it's going to be like way after. We Mm -hmm. both attended for the first time the National Association of Black Journalists, like whatever it's called, annual conference. annual conference, yeah. In Washington, D.C., and it was the best.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. I had an amazing time. It was very lit. Yeah, uh, it was
2: very lit.
3: Everybody was really, really nice. Like, yeah, and it it was a joint conference, so it was like NABJ, N-A-H-J. N-A-HA. Uh yeah, it,
2: National Association of Hispanic, Hispanic journalists. journalists.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Like it was really great. I just had I had a good time. It it felt so light. Yeah, you know?
2: we talk a lot about in uh, in these here walls and Gimlet on my team and other people talk to me about how sometimes I just don't. I like for the most part don't feel like a journalist, mm-hmm. mostly because like I imagine that like I don't know. I thought that the newsroom would look like the Daily Planet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, so I'm like, I don't know if I'm a journalist. Like, I don't have any steno pads. You'll have um, reporters know. Good exactly, there. but yeah, I don't think about myself necessarily that way all the time, especially because like I spend a lot of time presenting information. Mm-hmm. I spend like 85 to 90 percent of the time presenting information, and maybe 10 to 15 percent of the time like actually doing reporting. But being around so many brilliant black people, you know, peers, people I admired, friends. It was just. It made me feel like I belonged to like an actual like vocation. I was able to actually see myself as a journalist for the first time. It was really nice. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm similar. I have been doing a lot more reporting, You've but been
2: doing like primarily like tons of reporting. Yeah,
3: but I had never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it always very much feels like a performance of what I think a journalist should be. But but again, like, you know, like you said, it, it was nice to go to, like, a place where there were pretty, you know, there, it, it was people from, from like, A lot of people from my stage, you know, like, wrestling with imposter syndrome. Yeah, You know, people who were, like, veterans of the game. Yeah. Very skilled. You know, people who were looking, like, to get into it. Like, everybody was represented, which I I think contributes to that lightness. Yeah. When you feel like it's other people who are in the same spot that you are, it's not not too bad.
2: Yeah. Like, a lot of events felt like a family reunion. And, like, every 20 minutes, I felt like people were like... So nice to have all these black folks. And I'm just like, that's a great thing to be able to shout out at a professional conference. So, yeah, basically I felt like, I think I tweeted that like I was at NABJ for a day. But by my tweets, you would have thought that I was at Essence Fest. Same. (laughs) For a week. But next year, you know where NABJ is going
3: to be. It's in New Orleans, right? New Orleans. Yo, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to go all three days. I'm trying to swim in some gumbo. Right? like I want
2: some, like, some... I want some, like, some boudin, some yeah. sausage, like, some something.
3: Get some beignets. Yep. Anyway, we should, we should take a detour, though, and you should come visit Bogalusa.
2: Oh, I would love to go to Bogalusa and see your family.
3: So, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> like, a significant portion of my family is from Bogalusa, Louisiana, which is about... Uh, it's about... Hour, hour and a half? It's about an hour from New Orleans. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if you're driving... Then you can probably get there in like forty five minutes, mm-hmm. maybe. But it's 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 an hour from New Orleans. But but yeah, it's like it's it's real South. It's real South.
2: I'm ready. You know, where actually I've never been to Louisiana, and that's where my wow. that's where the people on my maternal grandfather. That's where they're all from. They're all from Jenna, actually. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. I've never ever 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 been. That's where my my grandfather grew up, and he like I mean he had to leave school early to like plant crops and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that's why like i really 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 want to go down there to go see yeah you should like like,
3: louisiana is is beautiful like all of louisiana is beautiful it's just like it's a lot of everything like looks different there are a lot of little pockets that look very different from each other mm -hmm. but it's a i mean it's a it's a wonderful place i I actually really love louisiana every time i go back i'm like damn i really appreciate this more than i than i should i believe that i mean cool well got those plans we have to get that started look at that but we we got I want to make sure we, we got a reason. We, we're we here for a reason today. Yes, yes. And that reason is the second annual. Second annual. For Colored Nerds Awards. Awards. Oh, man. It's been
2: it's been two years. It's been two years. I want to give us a pat on the back for that. Like right now, I'm patting myself on the back.
3: You're applauding. I'm clapping to me. You, you can't know.
2: follow directions. That's cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been
3: two years. It's crazy.
2: I know. It's so weird. It's like. Two years ago, we were living around the corner from each other. You had no clue that you were going to have a child or get married as soon as you did. You thought you were going to move to Uruguay with Carla, (laughs) and you guys were going to like... Live there. We were going like, to have a gap
3: year, basically. Yeah, you
2: guys were going to have an, an adult gap year. That's such a beautiful pipe dream for some grown black right? people. That was like, <laughs> that's like, when they, when what is it they say, like, like, God's laughing at your plans or whatever? Like, yeah. you plant, God laughs. Like, that was some hilarious shit.
3: So we would we, we would tell people about our plans. So, like, we, had, we were saving pretty aggressively, which yeah. came in handy when, you know, we yeah. found out we were going to have a kid. Uh, but we would tell people, like, so, guys— we're, like, Carla and I... Um, <laughs> I
2: remember this.
3: We're, we're, you know, working really hard. We can't hang out as much because we're trying to save because we're going to move to Uruguay in about six to eight months.
2: I remember that for, like, a year. You were yeah. like, yeah, and you're like, I'm going to propose to Carla, you know, in the mountains, yeah. and I'm going to try and get, like, some sort of, like, Wi-Fi signal up there yeah. <laughs> so that I can Skype all of her friends and family. And I was, like, thinking, like, all right, like, whatever. I mean, I don't know. At that point in time, like, only god knows what i was doing so i couldn't really talk
3: yeah i mean but I mean, it's just funny to think back but now we're here and honestly like you know i think about moving to uruguay and uh, it would have been cool i think we would have had a good time yeah, i think you
2: guys would have a great time but especially I, considering neither of you speak spanish
3: yes well Carl kind of speaks a little bit <laughs> okay, like okay, not okay, okay. i don't know not quite conversational but close
2: okay so i think
3: that was gonna get us through yeah yeah, yeah. but but anyway i say all that to say like i'm
2: I'm happy with I'm happy with where we are. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't I think trade it's it. It's great. I mean, why would you? Look at Eve. Yeah. I mean, everything was really, really different. Like we didn't work here. Yeah. That's weird. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not weird. It's it's actually still kind of weird that this is what's happening. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean like this whole thing has like been like a big game changer.
3: Yeah. Very much. So in celebration of all that.
2: In celebration.
3: Uh, we're gonna give out some awards. So if you if you haven't had a chance, you should go back and listen to the first annual for Colored Nerds Awards. Excellent Award.
2: listening. Excellent
3: listening. Yes. But we pick a very select few group of people. Mm-hmm and we bless them with a variety of different awards. I think we gave the petty with a purpose award petty to Meek Mill. Purpose. Yes. Yes. And the McDonald's 365 Black, Black award to
2: Rember Brown.
3: To Rember Brown. Yes. So you, you should go back and check that out. It's a great episode. Uh but we're going to give a, a whole new set of awards. A whole new set of awards today. Yes. Um and so I think the best way to do it is to just get to it. <laughs> I didn't even mean to rhyme there. Wow. Okay. You know, that's right. how I'm feeling today. I'm
2: inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree.
3: All right. So, yeah, you should go first.
2: Okay. So, so I'm going to start on a, a somewhat sentimental note. Oh. I know. Right. Just got to get it out of the way first. But in mid July, I went to Chicago for a conference and it was a podcasting conference. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I want to say the first night that I got into town, Alton, Sterling, all of that was happening. Mm-hmm. I went to sleep knowing about Alton Sterling, and then I woke up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. And I checked my phone, and like probably minutes after I'd fallen asleep the first time, Falando Castile. Mm. It, I was like alone in this hotel room in a city where black people are getting killed all the time, a city that's really segregated, a city that has a history of. Uh, not exactly what you would call racial harmony. Yeah. And also, Putting like... lightly. Yeah, yeah. And also a city that, like, has suffered from racist housing policies for decades. Probably almost 100 years, if not more. Yeah. So I was, like, in Chicago. And I was also, like, a city that's so segregated that, like, I was near the loop or something like that. I barely saw any black people. If they were not black people that I, pro- like, likely already knew... At the conference, like I didn't really or like black people that I already knew who were like my friends or something like that. It was no new black faces just yeah. like in the streets. So like I felt kind of lonely. I felt really removed. Like when I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw that like while we're already mourning this one person, yeah. another black man had died. It was just like I completely broke down. I just like burst into tears. And like I really didn't know how I was supposed to deal with like the next couple of days. I got to spend time with, with a lot of my close friends. Like I didn't have any of the comforts of home. Like, it was weird it, for a few days. And I, I actually didn't realize how bad I felt until um, I came back on, like, a Saturday morning, July 9th, and met up with Bay, And then we went to Peanut's first birthday party. Mm. It was the best. So you guys opened up your apartment. It was really beautifully decorated. You guys had pizza. Yes. You had hot wings. Mm. You had cake. Mm. There were varieties of chips. Yeah, There was a delicious fruit salad. Mm. Like, there was also beer. Yeah. And then also there were all of these, like, really beautiful, squishy, little fat babies. There are babies everywhere. Like, Peanut had on this amazing, like, white and gold dress. She had a beautiful gold crown after she attempted to blow out the candles on the cake. Yeah, you guys played Eve. Who's that girl? Yeah, it's classic. It's a classic.
3: And as soon as we settled on the name, we knew (laughs) that, like this was going to be, I think this is going to be her song, you know, at least until she d- can choose what her song will be. <laughs> but, like, that is her theme song,
2: yeah. Yeah, no, and it was just, like, all these babies were playing together or ignoring each other or because like, they were all somewhere between, like, six months and, like, maybe a little bit over a year. Yeah. Some could walk, some were just crawling, some could just, like, move stuff around. Sometimes they would try to kiss each other yeah. or hit each other, Is like, children do. It was, like, the most peaceful and just, like, completely normalizing and, like, tranquil environment I had been in all week after just, like, this week of, like, not really being able to sleep and, like, all of this really depressing and, like, traumatizing news and being separated from so many people that, like, I care about. So to come back and immediately, like, go into this environment and just be there for a few hours, it was, like, to me, the event of the century. So the Roof is on Fire Award for Party of the Year goes to Peanut's first birthday party.
3: Wow. Okay. Thank you. That is, I mean, that's this is one of the highest honors I think I've ever received. I told you, you, you were going to like one of my awards. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, since Pina isn't here and also can't talk. No. Or doesn't speak English. No, she yeah, doesn't speak she English.
2: She speaks some she, language.
3: Yes. We haven't quite deciphered it, yeah. it yet. <laughs> I will accept this award in her honor. And I will say that in planning her party originally, like, you go through all the intense, for kids' parties, like, you're like, shit, do I need a theme? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, what's it going to be? Like, what are we going to do? Should we have all this, like, should we have, like, stations where people can, like, do stuff? Too much, too much. Yeah, and then we just were like, you know, at the end of the day, with Peanut specifically, you know, we've had, we, we have a village. And a lot of people who love her and care about her. And we just wanted to get as many of those people in a room as possible with some other babies mm-hmm. so she can have, you know, her people. And just like, just like hang and chill and have fun and make sure she has fun. Yeah. You know?
2: She definitely had a good time. She
3: had a ball. Honestly, it was really great. I had a, I had a great time. While you were coming from a stressful situation, yeah. I feel like I was going to a stressful situation. It like forced me out of that mindset.
2: You were just going into a stressful situation. You were going to Louisiana, like to yeah. Bogalusa to report. On a um,
3: story that has to deal with a lot of the things that that are happening. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. But it was great because, I mean, as Eve normally does, <laughs> she don't give
2: two fucks. No, she really doesn't.
3: <laughs> about any of that. She is, you know, probably like the most carefree little person I've seen. Yeah. And it was great. And I needed that. But but thank you. That was, that was nice. I appreciate that. All right, so you're up. All right. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First award. As you know, uh huh, I'm a big Dream Girls fan. <laughs> yes,
2: we yes. we haven't talked about that on the show. I thought we have. I feel Ma- like we're like we are a family passing. at some point. Do we? Maybe that was just real life. We have seen that before, though.
3: Uh, but <laughs> it's, it's true. We are yeah. real life. I, There <laughs> there was a there was a point definitely before I started working at Gimlin, Like Brittany would G chat me something random, and I would just respond <laughs> over and over again with different songs <laughs> from Christian. Dreamgirls. Yeah. But I'm a Dreamgirls fan. Yeah. And there's a portion of Dreamgirls where Cece and you know Jimmy and basically everybody like they realize if they wanted success, they kind of, sometimes you gotta do some dirt
2: stepping to the bad side
3: they they
2: had to step to the bad side oh my fucking god okay <laughs> where are you going with this
3: I, just roll with me just I'm roll with me. take take a journey with me all right I'm,
2: I'm walking so
3: you know that that's something that sometimes you have to do you know in life sometimes you gotta step to the bad side in that moment in watching that movie i didn't judge them i was like you know what i get it because i understand ambition you know, mm-hmm. and I understand how you want to get to this money as I'm often trying to get to this money.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So I was like, you know what? I get it in life. You know, as that was a film, I feel like there are some some corollaries. So I designate this award, the stepping to the bad side award okay, to Drake. I feel like this year. Interesting. Drake stepped to the bad side in a way that I really kind of appreciate. It's made me like him a lot more. You know, I feel like a year and a half ago Drake was probably like, you know, light skinned Jesus. You know what I'm saying? In the sense that like folks really felt he could do no wrong.
2: That's true. And if you in, touch the hem of his garment, you'll be made whole. Hey. Yeah. It's true.
3: Yeah. Facts. Facts only. But this year, Drake, he's made some curious decisions. Like if you come for Drake, Drake, Drake coming for you. I like that. It's, you know, it's I like that. how it should be. He's yeah. he's gotten to a level where he's like, nah, no more. You're not going, you're not just, I'm not, I'm not about to be your punching bag. Beer game strong now. he been drinking some muscle milk in the gym.
2: Hey, you know, I noticed.
3: <laughs> yes. And in addition to that, you know, he's also been much more open with the fact that he kind of is on some fuckboy shit. You know?
2: Wait, I mean, has Drake ever hidden the fact that he's on some fuckboy shit? Mm, to me, it's always like, been super apparent. I feel like
3: now he's, it's like, much more explicit. And that was definitely what the deal was with Views. To be honest, I don't think it's his best album. Uh, but it's not. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, it's yeah. not It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I enjoyed it. I rock so with it.
2: you feel like Drake is about to try to get his money, his respect. Yeah, he's like, he's like. Trying to get the panties.
3: Yeah, he wants the panties. He wants the money. He wants the power, you know? And I feel like he's asserting all those things in a way that I kind of appreciate, you know. I, I respect his need and desire to step to the bad side. My first award, the step into the Bad Side Award, goes to Drake. Shouts out. Six God.
2: Six God. That's yeah. true.
3: What are you going to do? Put Toronto on the map.
2: Oh, my God.
3: Some people argue with that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so that's me.
2: Okay, so
1: Learn more at funturns50.com.
0: Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.
2: to be a source of many things. I mean, we have meal ideas. Many people use it for outfit ideas. Many people use it to keep up with their favorite known figures or celebrities and whatnot. But I have found one amazing thing about Instagram is you can sort of curate it to sort of see the world as you want to or need to see it. And for me, as a Black woman... It's, like, actually a tool for just, like, keeping me calm and keeping, like, my mental health in check. I really try to follow, like, a good combination of just black women who are about shit, doing these really amazing things, whether in art, sports, design, photography, music, travel writing, whatever it is a black woman is doing, I try to find out about it. Mm -hmm. But despite the fact that Instagram is this tool for the young... Mm There are a lot of black women who are like 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus, and just winning. And like being able to have my Instagram curated to the point where I can just see them living their best life over and over and over again. It just makes me feel so good. Like I'm, I'm 28. Yeah. Okay. That's not very old. I'm turning 29 in November. I think probably around 27, especially for women, you become like acutely aware of the fact that like. The older that you get, the less you're noticed by society as a woman. And people just assume that, like, you are supposed to exist in service of them. Like, if, and if you don't do those things, you're like socially penalized. So I have found, like, just a group of an ever-growing group of Black women who I look to who are like 40, 50s, 60s, 70s sometimes, who just have these really interesting lives, whether they include children or not, partners or not, um, whether they're choosing to focus on like their home and their family or just their career or both of those things at the same time. I find them really inspirational. And also, I mean, living proof, consistent living proof that melanin is the fountain a fucking youth. <laughs> so um there. I would like to give the Bad Mama Jamma Award for Instagram excellence to like I said like a big a huge squad of black women, mm-hmm. including but not limited to Gabrielle Union, mm. Tracy Ellis Ross, mm. Taraji P. Henson, mm. Leslie Jones, mm. Margaret Avery, aka Sug Avery, aka Mary Jane's mother on being Mary Jane. Okay. Check her Instagram. It's fucking popping. You're about to do it right now. Right now, you right creep. <laughs> but yeah, no. Check her Instagram. Also, like Lorna Simpson, like the artist and photographer. Jesus motherfucking Christ, this woman has to be over fifty. And it is like, I mean, like, I'm inspired. Not just like I like by the way she looks, she's gorgeous, but also just like by her lifestyle. She's giving off this carefree vibe. How could I even forget Miss Tina Lawson? Mm. Possibly the best Instagram account opened in twenty sixteen. Possibly ever. Yeah. Period. Bold um, declaration. I mean, you. Got, I mean, you. You. You must check it out. I mean, as I'm like realizing, all right, like I'm really an adult, and I'm gonna be an adult, and like in the future, God willing, like I'll be in charge of a bunch of other adults that I've birthed. You know, it makes me feel like I have a lot to look forward to. Last year, I gave an award, A Child Shall Lead Them, mm-hmm. to these, like, woke children. Yes. But yes, this year, I am uh, I'm giving an award to all of the seasoned mm-hmm. Black women who make me feel like the path ahead is not so rocky. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to all y'all. Like, I mean, every single day, you make me feel like—sometimes I wake up right now. I'm definitely, like, in a period where, like, every Wednesday, I feel like there's, like— this alarm goes off and it's like, oh, very special episode. Something in your life is going to go like semi-catastrophically wrong, and you have to like learn a capital L lesson from it. Like, congratulations, you're still in your twenties. They definitely give me hope that like you know I can look forward to like a period of time in my life where I'm not just going to be like constantly learning lessons, and I'll actually be able to like enjoy, you know, some of the wisdom that I've gained from uh, from all this bullshit that I'm dealing with right now. So. Shout out to all of y'all. I there's two there are too many of you to name. Also, I mean, shout out to Lathan, who's like I think forty four or yeah. forty six, and I recently saw a picture of her at the club wearing thigh high boots and hot pants. Like
3: El- Elise Neal is also in that in that group. Yeah, fire Instagram. Like older woman,
2: yeah. not necessarily, not necessarily like, older, old, but no.
3: you know, what I'm saying like you know, older than us.
2: Yes, older than we are. Yeah.
3: Um, and beautiful. Yeah yeah I mean I one shouts out to you for 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 looking growth in the face and taking <laughs> a step forward
2: <laughs> I know I mean it's something you have yet to do <laughs> eh, eh, eh.
3: but uh but yeah no that that that's that's really well put i I too enjoy
2: yeah but you're a creep about it what are, I, don't, I don't understand what you mean
3: I just i mean i i I also think it's great. I also think black women are wonderful
2: I'm gonna cut this I'm just letting you know I'm editing this episode I'm hearing <laughs> you say this I'm like this is gonna snip, snip snip snip
3: snip and I'm just saying I think I also think that black women are wonderful and I you know support there there are quite a few uh, black women in a in category that you just defined that mm-hmm. I also follow and revere I think they are
2: great well you know what like I'm just gonna I'm gonna <laughs> let you have that oh yeah by the way also shout out I mean shout out Thelma Golden she has a really great Instagram also shout out I can't even believe I forgot to mention Tasha Smith, Mm. who I honestly believe if you had to give God a human form, God would look like Tasha Smith. I truly, truly, truly believe that. She's also constantly traveling. Um, And she's also the uh, only, like, only woman that Bay Thirst follows on Instagram. Tasha Smith. He always knows where she is. He's like, oh, she loves South Africa. I'm like, you need to chill. (laughs) You need to chill. Um, But yes, that's, that's everything I got for you.
3: All right. So my last award. Yes. So, I watch a lot of um, I watch a lot of TV. Where? And one of the uh, one of the shows I really enjoy. I don't know if you watched this show, hmm. um, House of Cards.
2: I've literally seen ten minutes of the first episode and okay. I fell asleep. Well, I mean, you know, fair people enough. love it. People it's, love it. I know it's a, a well loved. show. It's a thing.
3: I really enjoy it.
2: So it's a political thriller. <laughs> On Netflix, set in Washington D.C., and it's based around this white couple, Frank and Claire Underwood. Correct. I've never seen this damn show, but continue.
3: Okay, the show kind of outlines how they—they they are very career-driven and power-driven couple, mm-hmm. and you know they—they they interact with a lot of people who are more powerful than them, and they kind of conspire these situations that uh, propel them towards their goals mm-hmm. in this like really kind of Machiavellian. Way, yeah. If you will, there are a lot of seasons of the show, or they're not a lot of seasons. I think four seasons at this point. Um, really excellent show. I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is a skill. You know, I like I talk with Carla, and she's like, she's like, wow, it's like impressive. You kind of root for them, even though they're kind of the bad guys. Yeah. She's like, she often asks me, she's like, you wouldn't quite want to be them, right?
2: Like on some Macbeth shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like they're they're like, and a part of you does, like a part of you really wants to have that, like just like killer instinct, Mm -hmm. but then you also recognize it like that comes at a price because they clearly, like to a certain degree, kind of hate themselves Mm -hmm. a little bit. So, you know, no, you don't want to be them, (laughs) but you do. And I think there is uh, one person who is finally being lauded this year for a similar drive, focus, and success without, at least, you know, from what I'm able to observe, without any of the clear like malice you know like so with with this couple they're like they're willing to do some like really really kind of like shady shit Uh uh-huh and so this person who i'm talking about who exists in the real world is a real person is able to set up the same kind of situations without any of the like like clear like like clear motives without getting their hands dirty you mean correct correct and it's just impressive in a way that like i can't really qualify. Like, I I, I can't say that before, like, a year and a half ago, I truly cared about this person. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they were kind of always on the periphery. Mm -hmm. You know, I I was more ambivalent. But seeing the course of their life play out, Uh I'm like, wow, you're impressive.
2: I'm sitting here like, who is it? Who is it?
3: You're impressive. I want to make sure that I'm living my life like that with this clear focus. This ability to maneuver and use everything that comes in your way, all the like things that people would think would take you down, to propel you forward.
2: Who are you talking about?
3: Let me explain the award first. So, I'm not going to name this award after Claire and Frank Underwood because... They're white. They're white. Color awards. Come yeah, on. black. But I will name this... Uh, the Watch the Throne Award.
2: Okay, okay.
3: Because you know you have two other people who are we kind of at the pinnacle of, the, of their careers, and I, I just like the way they put it, like watching, watching someone ascend to the throne.
2: Okay, if you will,
3: the Watch the Throne Award for 2016 goes to Black China.
2: I have chills,
3: Black China. I have. I can't say how much respect I have for this woman. Agreed. Like she has completely changed her station in life. Yes. In under
2: like 3 years? It's like she has like to me the level of strategy that Black China is operating with is first of all like what we need for like counterintelligence. It's Number wild. one, yes. Black China, I'd nominate her for head of the CIA. First of all, got her
3: ear to the streets.
2: Ear to the streets. Second of all, I also like that, like, this all feels very like Charles Dickens to me. Like, it's yeah. very Dickensian. Yeah. The way, like, like Black China sort of, like, a sense. She's just like, she's just a lowly girl from Washington, D.C. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's just like, she had some talent. Mm-hmm. She had some looks. Mm-hmm. She had some business acumen, mm-hmm. and she brought herself into like this new money circle in Calabasas. And yeah. she was just like, "I'm fucking infiltrating." She got screwed over. Yeah, so she screwed right back. Got pregnant, and she's ascending.
3: Like nothing trips her up. So. Like and it, and it's and it's and it's wild. It's really truly wild to see it play out. Like I I am someone, and I don't think we've talked about this in particular. Like clearly, I love reality TV. Yeah, and I've I've admitted my like love for like the the spectrum of reality TV yeah. that includes I'm not ashamed to say the Kardashian range of of series. Mm-hmm. So these are people who, well, I don't really revere them. But, you know, like I I do enjoy watching them in their
2: life, and I mean, you do I feel like you have to give them a certain amount of respect well, yeah. only within the field like within the <laughs> field you know what I mean you have to you have to give them some respect for uh for really being like s- pioneers of the genre yeah <laughs> in a
3: sense totally totally you know and for 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 what it's worth, you know however you feel about them, it's remarkable how uh, how much you can enjoy nothing happening yeah, you know like n- nothing happens. In this show, no. In any of the shows, they you all know? sit
2: at home and they eat salad, and everybody's wearing like a leather bustier, a fur coat, and cornrows.
3: Yeah, I mean, and that's like recently. Like it used to be, just like less. Yeah, less than that. <laughs> but but it's you you get like really into it. Mm-hmm. And I found like, you know, I haven't honestly met anybody in real life who's who's watched more than one episode who mm-hmm. hasn't kind of at least got somewhat into it. Oh yeah. So, you know, feel however you want about them. And I have very complicated feelings about them. We all do. Um, but to see Black China like maneuver into this world, see their attempts to keep her outside of it, mm-hmm. and her just ability to say like, no, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm here and I'm staying. Is like I like I have, have again, I have so much respect. She's an inspiration. I feel like her hands are clean. Like nobody looks at black China. It, well, you shouldn't. No, you know what, you what I'm saying? Shouldn't. Um, but I also feel like nobody's looking at black china like, oh, she did some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. No. She's li- she's lived her life.
2: She's the people's champ. Exactly.
3: Yes. Yes. She is the champ. And I don't see I don't see that changing at any at any one point in time and and you can you can tell how much you should root for black china because of how much rob also fucks with her true so like like rob kardashian if you will is this person who you know has very much benefited and grew up in this life that the kardashians have created yeah uh, but it's clear he has some some like issues and disdain for it.
2: Well, yeah. and also, not only that, like, they, uh, his, his family, like, he, he se- to me, he seems like somebody who's just like, kind of feels left out yeah. and is really depressed and his family gives him so much shit. Yeah. Like, you, you can see it on the show. Like, they shit on him They constantly. They
3: treat him poorly. Yeah. To put it, <laughs> you know, yeah. put it lightly
2: off. Of. I actually
3: don't think Black China has anything against these women. You know what I'm saying? No. But, she saw a system and she's like, you know what? You don't want me to have access to your system. Yeah. And I think Rob respects that. Yeah. I think he he totally respects that. And they're working together to uh, subvert that system and to change it into something that they that they can live with.
2: You know what I actually appreciate about Black China and I love about this whole situation is that like so much of the Kardashians aesthetic is like in like Kylie's case, like a lot of like she's always trying to look like um. Like a black woman, like Little Kim in yeah. like 1998. And, you know, the rest of them are trying to look like, you know, black basketball wives or just, you know what I'm saying, right now. Yeah. And they've managed to make a, a some type of fortune off of that, like hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. What I love, though, is that like you can dress it up all the fuck you want. But at the end of the day, you don't have them. You all don't have them. You don't have those street smarts. Do you mm. know what I mean? And street smarts, I mean, I know like... There are black women from many different places, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Many different types of economic backgrounds and, like, social backgrounds. But at the end of the day, I would say 97% of black women have street smarts from somewhere yeah. in somebody just because being a black woman out in the world is... It's tough. It's tough. And you have to have, like, you have to have, like, some strategies to kind of deal with that. At the end of the day, if you're a white woman growing up in Calabasas... Like you can you can, you know, get all the dark lip liner that you want. You know what I'm saying? You can like put as much weaving as you want, you can give as many ass shots as you want. At the end of the day, you don't have access to the same institutional knowledge that I do. You definitely don't have access to the same institutional knowledge as Black China. Yeah. Somebody that scrappy and that smart and that strategic can never be outpaced. It doesn't matter how much money you have. She came in with nothing.
3: She came literally. She came
2: in with nothing. She's like,
3: What you gonna take from me?
2: Exactly, she'll figure something else out. She came in with nothing. She's not about to leave empty-handed. Yeah. So you know, shout out Black China. Watch the Throne Award. Watch the Throne Award. Well, 2016. Well done. Thank you,
3: thank you. It's. I mean, it's, it's well deserved. I, di- I. did nothing.
2: You did nothing.
3: <laughs> she did everything. So. So yeah, shouts out to Black China, and I think this is a good. I think it's a good spot to, to end on. Yeah. Thank you. It's been two years. It's
2: been two years.
3: Um, even if you haven't listened to all the episodes, yeah. even if you haven't been listening for two years, uh, however long you've been listening, yeah. we we very much appreciate that. We, can't we really do say it enough. And, you know, we really want to continue, hope to get to year three. And I think a part of that growth is like expanding the show in the ways that people have asked for
2: yes so you know I say that yes Like when we say the ways that people have asked for we mean like releasing the show a little closer to like regularly yeah like releasing the show on a regular basis um, possibly trying different types of stories yeah being able to actually promote the show possibly being able to actually clear enough off our plates to like like move toward another live show yeah like there's a lot of stuff that you guys want that we definitely also want but
3: we need a little help to get it we need your help so if you would not mind, please, please, please go to patreon.com slash for colored nerds mm-hmm. and give to support the show. We, we're we not asking for a lot. Even if you can if you can give us a dollar.
2: Yes, literally a dollar a month, twelve dollars a year. Yeah. To help us.
3: We, we would appreciate. It. And that goes so far. So, yeah. you know, we're not. We're not necessarily—we're not using this money to just—it's not going in a pocket. We're not know? going to Vegas. I'm not trying to buy some nerds rope. No. You know, like, we want to hire someone to help us produce the show. Yes. So if you can give, that helps us to find and and compensate someone for, for the real work that is done in producing this, um, which is our goal. And I think— all of our listeners will, will reap wonderful rewards. From I agree. That. I agree. So if you can go again, go to patreon.com dot slash for colored nerds and chip in whatever you possibly can. In addition to that, I'm going to ask you for one more thing.
2: I mean, I'm I'm game.
3: If you could go to iTunes.
2: Rate and review. Five stars. Five stars only.
3: We really, really appreciate it. And again, like in Cancel, I've said, I don't know how many times I've said this, but you don't know what those reviews do for us in the iTunes system. It really helps people discover the show.
2: Yes, helps people discover the show. So please, please, please help us out. Yeah, these are two just little things you could do. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, feel free to talk to us. Who would you give an award to? Yes, let us know who you would give an award to. That's something I really want to know.
3: Tweet us at For Colored Nerds. At For Colored Nerds. Or shoot us an email at ColoredNerds at gmail.com. Woo. Uh, but thank you so much again. Two years. Two years. It's been great. It's been great. I've looked at you for, you know, a
2: lot. Over a decade. (laughs) (laughs) So the past two years is just (laughs) icing on the cake.
3: But uh, we'll be back soon.
2: We'll be back soon. Bye, y'all. Bye.